0: How big are these typical deals? Like, is it, I, I just want a ballpark, and is it like $1,000, $1,000, yeah.
1: or is it like $100,000? Like, what, what does that look like on an average? To be fair, uh, it ranges. So we have companies like CBS and Levi, which are multi-billion oh. dollar companies using our product today. We have companies like um, Stapleton, like uh, Code Academy, like companies that are pretty large, mm-hmm. but like not ginormous, Fortune 500. And we have companies like two people Startups, Hello, everyone. Welcome to the B2B SaaS
0: podcast. I am your host, Upindra and Today, we have Ahmed El-Samadisi with us. Uh, Ahmed here runs a company called Narrator.ai. Hey, Ahmed. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having
1: me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah. All right, Ahmed. So let's try to understand what your product does and why customers pay you money.
1: Yeah. So Narrator is an end-to-end data platform based on the innovation known as the Activity Schema. So you think about it as if you're going to answer if a company's trying to, their data analysts of companies are trying to answer questions. Today, they have to use many tools. Each one of them is very expensive from modeling data, to understanding how it flows, to using it in BI, to ensuring quality, to doing analyses, to sending it to a third party product, and so on and so on and so on, including debugging and investigating and exploring and all these pieces. And with the uh, modern day stack, that would require about maybe six or seven different tools and often multiple different roles of the company, a data engineer, a BI engineer, data analyst, data scientist. And what we do at Narrators, we have um, built one single platform that is um, able to allow someone to answer questions from end to end in 10 minutes.
0: So is it like, you know, feed, your platform takes in a bunch of data that a, a typical enterprise has or a typical company has and then you can just queried, queried. Is, is it something
1: like that? Similar. I think um, we push for, uh, we live on top of your data warehouse, so we have mm-hmm. access to all your data. And one of the things that I mentioned is that it's on top of an activity schema. That means that we help you model using this innovative modeling paradigm that makes modeling your data a lot simpler. So instead of 700, to 800 tables, you only have one table. So it's a single table approach to all your data. So you have one table. And because we have that table as standardized, it's easy for our application and our product to really work with you to help you do a lot of things. So it's not like you have a free sequel, like write whatever you want and do all the work yourself. We're really guiding you throughout that process, which is how we're able to get the level of quality and speed in answering questions.
0: Got it. So I'll come to your product in a while. So I just want to understand who you're primarily selling it to, right? Like how does your customer base look like?
1: Yeah. So... People often ask, what industry are you part of? And I'm like, not really an industry. Our ideal customer profile is really unique. It's usually uh, one of two companies. Either you're small and you have one or two analysts and you want to set up a whole data stack and you can do it with narrator very cheaply and easily. Or you're really large and you already spent a lot of time setting up data. You got angry at data, you fired half your team and now you're like, oh shit, I need to answer the same questions I used to do with half the resources. So usually it's people who are really cost sensitive and want to do a lot more with data. We often, yeah, so we usually, like a company that cares a lot more about the output of data versus the um, system of data. And that's why you kind of, we see a lot of our comp- customers are in Europe because Europe tends to be very high security, very sensitive with data. So they want highest quality and they care a lot about like bank versus buck. They're like, if I'm spending such money, what's the value and return of my money? And marriage's return is really, really great. And it's designed for a minimal user experience where like you don't you have people answering questions but you don't have like a thousand people maintaining it.
0: Let me try to understand this a bit more uh, here. Right? So how many sort of uh, customers do you have on your platform as of today? Like I'm talking about paying customers yeah paying customers probably a couple hundred hundred and how big are these typical deals like is it I, I just want a ballpark and is it like thousand dollars $1,000 or is it like hundred thousand dollars like
1: what what does that look like on an average to be clear, uh it ranges so we have companies like CBS and Levi which are multi-billion oh. dollar companies using our product today we have companies like um, Stableton, like uh, Code Academy like companies that are pretty large mm-hmm. but like not ginormous Fortune 500 and we have companies like Two people, startups. Yeah. So it really ranges from the kind of companies we talk to, and different people value different. What's, products. what's
0: your sweet spot like that you typically you know aim for? Like typically, your sales teams go after. Like what's what does that look like?
1: Yeah, we really focus on um, companies with a high ratio of data analysts to data engineers, mm-hmm. where there is a lot of people who want to use data, which is often data analyst's job. And not a lot of people building and maintaining data infrastructure. So that's kind of the key piece for us.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm still looking for a on number, right? So, so just just trying to understand like, is it still a thousand dollar deal or is it a ten thousand dollar deal or is it a hundred thousand dollar deal? Because all my subsequent all of our subsequent interviews are gonna be based on that, right? Like, because your sales okay. team yeah, or yeah. everything so right, is going to be very, yeah. very different. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right now we're really focused on ten thousand dollar deals or $1, $1. Yeah.
0: Got it. That that makes a lot of sense, right? So yeah, and and just like uh so let's, let's try to understand your top of funnel, right? So like, where where are you getting all of these customers from? Like, what's really been working for you? How, how are you sort of able to drive all of these customers to your platform?
1: Um, so far, it's been really two pieces. One has been word of mouth and content. So we focus a lot on sharing the ideas that we have. Um, we have still never done paid marketing. We've done zero dollars in paid marketing. Um, we don't like host events or anything like that. All we do is share the ideas. I think um, in our open source community, the people who follow the activity schema, there's a lot of strong believers there. Like recently, somebody built an entire course on it. So like people really appreciate this open source uh, approach and then they come in and they, in the binary. area. Good. So just before getting into this, right, I just want to get a sense of like, how does your
0: growth look like over the past 12 months? Right? So how many new customers did you manage to acquire over the past 12 months? I think we double. I think we yep. nearly doubled Got our it. size tomorrow. God. Got it. So that makes a lot of sense. I'll just talk about, like, I just want to understand a bit about, you know, word of mouth, right? I mean, word of mouth is such a catch-all phrase. I mean, you could, you could just say everything, right? How exactly are you controlling this particular element? Like what's really happening? Where exactly are people talking about
1: you and how are you sort of driving it? Yeah. So when I say word of mouth, I really mean content. So I really mean like really heavy on content. Mm-hmm. Um, and what sort so of, content- what type of content are you talking about? Like, yeah. can you just talk so a have- bit about that, yeah? Yeah, we have, we have several layers of content. So we have one, which is our blogs. So we do a high detail blog. We don't write blogs that are just like 10 things you should really click on. Like we do like thoughtful blogs that are trying to make, make, share philosophies. Mm-hmm. Second thing is we share um, activity schema work. So activity schema is the foundation of what we do. It is the approach that allows us to answer questions fast. And that has like meetups and follows and people write about it and people talk about it. And there's a huge amount of things that people are talking about this modeling paradigm. There's really, really only two modeling paradigms today. There is a standard way of doing data modeling, which is known as star schema. And then there's this thing called activity schema. And it's been really impressive for people when they start setting up a system to say, oh, what, how do I model data? And there's two options now instead of one. And that is what gets people really interested in narrator. They're like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, you guys created this modeling paradigm. Okay, I want to know more about it. So that's usually what we focus on is that content. And then like, so I think I'm not,
0: I'm not very clear about this particular schema, right? Even though I'm an engineer. So I can't really deep dive into it. But when you say you created it, I mean, like, and like how exactly did that turn out? Like, what was the history here? And how exactly are you creating this, you know, open source community? I mean, getting people to talk about something like that is not an easy thing as well, right? So how is that even working for you? What are you doing on a regular basis? Just talk a bit about that, right? That sounds very interesting to me.
1: Yeah. So um, the, how did I create it? Is a good question? Um, Is is it, did you create it, by the way? Is that, is that it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I spent um, several years trying to uh, solve a problem in data, which is, if you go really, really, really low and you're an engineer, so in core, core data, you have to join data based on foreign keys. That's Mm -hmm. like the essence of data. When you deal with like large scale data or data warehouses, those foreign keys never exist. Mm -hmm. So how do you build a system that can connect data without foreign keys? Mm -hmm. It's a really hard problem, like unknown. So that's what the activity schema was designed to solve. It's it's, it's by using standardized, standardizing, by standardizing the data model and relating data using temporal joins, which is the idea of using time and customer that's the only way to still create role-level joins is the innovation that we spend time building and setting up and how do you get that working. Mm-hmm. So people who uh, do data, who do behavioral analytics, who do product analytics, who um, started picking it up because the, the community of open source data modeling and data engineering things to DBT grew really quickly. And people started talking about like, okay, because data is relatively neat, like you're down in the data engineering industry. So people were like, okay, how do we model it? And I think we started going after what we used to call jaded data people. People who've been who built more than one data system who know why it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And they can just like, and we would say whiteboard them to death. We just talk to them be like, look, 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 here's what happened with me here. I did this six times. And that started getting those couple of people who were jaded mm-hmm. to start talking about like, this shit doesn't work. And slowly and slowly, a lot of people who were doing like data content uh, or creating product analytics where I started talking about like, oh, this idea, because we are a time series table at its core. Yeah. So people said so what happened is that it, it kind of caught on to this other world be immersed mm-hmm. into one where people were like, oh, I have event data, so I must be using an activity schema. And I'm like, kind of. And then we kind of like, okay, let's, let's run with it. Let's be like, yes, you mm-hmm. can do it. But here's the rules that makes it an activity schema. So a lot of people heard about it and were like, okay, it's just event data. And then we got a lot of press and power from the event data community. And a lot of people were like, oh, actually, it's more than that. It's actually a data modeling paradigm. So we got a lot of people who were like, ooh, I, want, like, I love the medium. And then we got the, the, our core initial group, which started it all, which were people who were like, this the standard approach doesn't fucking work. I want to use something different. And what we've been doing with this community is continuing to foster it. Mm-hmm. There is open source, um, Uh, uh, open AI packages. There's open source DBD packages. Mm -hmm. There's open source uh, content. There's so much information on how to work. We have word of spec to explain to people how you actually use it. And we continue to put more and more content on what and how you answer questions using this approach. Mm -hmm. And between like the Slack channel and the online people just started talking and it clicked. And I think when you have an idea that clicks with people and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I get why this is so different. Mm -hmm. And I get why it's so important it just kind of naturally you grow with it. And then we recently dropped our price it really uh, we a lot by over like 90% mm-hmm. so that we can actually let people come in and try narrator. Because we used to have, we have a lot more people who love the activity schema. There's like tens and thousands of people yeah. who are like loyal to it versus the couple hundred that are using narrator. And we want to do is we want to shift that So by dropping our price from being like 100 to 150k deals down to 10K deals, it lets come in a lot cheaper and then grow into our bigger deals.
0: Got it. So essentially what I'm understanding is like you've got this brilliant idea of, you know, how you sort of model data and then you started creating and fostering this online community around that and then just just sort of building a com- company around that as well. That's, that's how it's working for you so far?
1: Uh, yes, the timeline is a little off because we actually built a company and started a consulting company far before okay. we released it. <laughs> but what we found at one point, one of our co-founders was like, hey, I think that people will follow this idea that we're using as our secret sauce. And I was like, well, was like, we should really open up our secret sauce and start talking about it mm-hmm. and letting the world know that there's a secret sauce that makes us able to move so fast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's our competitive advantage. You can't do that. And he was like, no, I think it really might inspire a lot of people and so, so we ended up opening it
0: got it so so i mean that that actually sounds like a wonderful journey right so I just want to get a bit more specifics here right so so what do you do on a regular basis to foster this community right i mean i see that you've open sourced it but like how do you get people talking about it i know people are very interested in this paradigm and all of it right? but w- what what is it that you exactly doing you talked a bit about slack channels you know doing things like those like but what's really happening there like where do you spend all of this time and you know what 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 are those initiatives to be very
1: yeah so, honestly, we, we spend a lot of time with haters and people who are challenging it. So, that's kind of our main focus. Like, for people who are like, oh, this is interesting, anyone who's interested online about it, I try to meet with them. I try to talk to them. I try to give them examples. I try to show them how it works with narrator. I try to really, really dive into anyone who believes in it. So, we are not like mass. We do write blogs. We do blog, write content. We do share stuff. We're not mass marketing our open source work yet we're planning on doing it later in, in our time but right now we are working on our what we call our early adopters so, and we so want to I'm make sure that they stand, like, understand
0: understand where, where are these conversations happening right? so what's that platform oh, where it's all happening it, usually it's LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Okay.
1: Yeah, usually LinkedIn is where people are like they're, they're stupid, this will never work and then I'm like can you give me one question I can't answer and they're like what about this and I'm like here's how you would answer this question, so, here's so how you answer honest, this question
0: I'm a bit surprised, right? how, how do you even and then, just give me some numbers here, right? So how many people are we talking about? Is it 100 people? Is it 1,000 people
1: who are typically, you know, engaging in those conversations? Engaging in our, like, we would probably get, like, some of our content gets, like, between, like, in the, like, some content gets, like, 20,000 likes, 30,000 likes. okay. 30, likes. Oh, okay. So That's you're talking right. about, like, maybe fifty to 100,000 impressions. Uh, in our big things, you'll see a couple hundred comments. So it's not, like, a humongous. But again, these are the, the people that we are talking to and the people who care are the people who are core leaders in the data community. Mm-hmm. they're not like a person who doesn't, who doesn't know. It's people who are passionate about data modeling. Mm-hmm. That's people that we've signed. We focus on a very, 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 very subset of people who are making decisions. Eventually, yeah. we're going to open up more and more and more um, to like people and talk about like why a single analyst and narrator is all you need to answer questions and why you can unlock the part of that activity schema. And like, do you have more than 100 models? That seems like a lot. Try that activity schema. Like, it'll give be a lot of pushing people to uh, give it, but right now it's, we need to become fully self-served because the mm-hmm. is is are not fully self-served. It's like now like 80, 90% self-serve and we need people to be um, aware and the community to be sharing content, not just on the activity schema, but also on narrator mm-hmm. so that we can go out there and be like, you know, share yeah. and get more attention. Got it. So help me complete the funnel here, right? So I now get a sense of
0: where you're getting all of these leads from, from all of these conversations, you know, people out there, right? So what happens? How do you convert them into a paying customer, right? So what's happening? Like, what's, what's that journey look like for you today?
1: So journey today is very, very simple. We have one call. So they book a meeting online. We have one call and we walk into our product and we sign a one-year contract with a one-month opt-out. Okay. That's it. So we say, look, I want you to be committed to using our product. It is a learning curve. You're going to spend time learning it. I'm going to show it to you. I'll sign a contract, but you can opt out after months. So you don't have to like, it's kind of like a trial, but with the contract signed before. uh, So you don't have to, so we don't have to like convince them to uh, convert. We get this contract before we start using the product. So we have no like six months, and stuff like that. You mentioned it's not
0: a self-serve product, right? I'm assuming you need to do some sort of integrations into the, you know, data warehouse or whatever that is.
1: Oh, no, no, no. That part is self-serve. When I say, I said it's 80%. So I mean like you can't go online and get an account. Mm-hmm. by yourself you need to talk to someone yeah. so I like we still talk to you and ensure that you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. and we make sure that you sign and we make sure that you're committed and then you get started with the product and then you I'm surprised you're managed uh,
0: to, you're managing to close it within just one call like what's what's, what's like really working here well the like, price is low like, right
1: now well the, it's 500 bucks to get started right so it's like yeah. you're getting 500 bucks a month to get started yeah. these tools on average we support like we're like uh, nine different pieces each one of these cheats, if you go find the cheapest competitor, you're going to pay a couple thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. So just like data modeling, BI, all these things cost a lot of money, and having one place for all of it. So even just on price, we are pretty like low in the in the in the, uh, in the uh, landscape of data tools. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're trying to get them into.
2: Um,
1: and then usually our demos, we try to like be really aligned on like what question are you trying to answer right now? How long will it take you to answer it? They say like a couple of yeah. weeks. I say, great, I will do it live in front of you with our tool. And then if you sign up and I'll, I'll send you an email exactly how to do it mm-hmm. on your own data. And people often do that. They get started. So, and then, so yes, yeah, so right now our conversion rate to buying is pretty high. It is the, I think it's like once you actually get started at warehouse, it's like 73% actually end up buying and continuing. Um, but there is a huge drop off, of course, when between the first call to deciding to move forward. Mm -hmm. But we're okay with that because what we want is the people who are using our product to be loyal, happy customers. And that's kind of what we get right now is our users are like really happy, really loyal. And that's how how do you plan on expanding this? Like, have you seen any
0: sort of expansion stories so far? Like, I mean, a $500 deal getting converted to let's say $10,000 deal.
1: Do we have personal actively trying to push for that? that's, That's... yeah, that's most um, data tools right now. That's how they price price it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you buy like a Looker, Looker's average contract size is like around nearly two hundred to two hundred fifty k. But that's because like users go up, data size go up, like people do more. So I think that for us, like we have two, we have two uh, growth avenues. One is users, because you only get five users when you start. Oh, okay. So people always add more users, and they're a hundred dollars a user. So you add new team and new team and new team and new team and install you grow. Mm -hmm. the second thing we do is we because Narrator has templates we are able to answer if you're like an e-com company or a a SaaS company you can ask Narrator a very in-depth question Mm -hmm. and our internal team will answer it for you Mm -hmm. so like it's kind of like consulting but instead of being open-ended it's like we we charge you a flat rate of $500 Mm -hmm. got
2: it
1: so um, that one grows like most of our larger companies like ask like five to ten questions a month Mm -hmm. so just like that number really ends up being the deal becoming like now it's five thousand dollars and just questions answered a month. Plus you get your platform and, no, and the more questions you answer, the more users you have, you get another five to ten thousand dollars a month from there. And it ends up being a really nice total track where people are getting lots of value using the product and growing. Right. So you mentioned something called
0: consulting, right? So I mean I'm still assuming your platform is answering all of those patients for them. It's just that you're helping them sort of do that.
1: Yeah. But the benefit of narrator is because the data model is standardized, every question we answer can be reused. So that's the magic of narrator. So when we have, we have like a couple hundred templates that can answer like most e-com questions, like it's really rare that a new question comes in. So instead of when a new question comes in, if it's if we have a template for it, we just use the template and, and deliver it. If there's no template, then we built it and our product's really going to make building answers questions fast. So we build the analysis and answer it. And then we add it to our template library. That's how we were able to kind of scale this like consulting feeling experience yeah. with um, mostly tech enabled. Do you charge for creating those templates? Is that what you're saying for the first time when somebody? Um, no, we, we charge for, for the question getting answered. So whether we have to create a template or don't create a template, it doesn't matter to you. You don't care. You just get, you get, you ask your question, you get the analysis.
0: All right. So in the light of time, I want to move, move forward, right? So just, just sort of want to understand like, how did it all start for you, right? What's, what, what's, what's the backstory there?
1: When did you start the company yeah, so and like, how did it all, you know, started? Yeah, the story, the origin story is really simple. It's, um, I used to work, run data for WeWork. So the company growing really fast, um, built their data system once, twice, three times, four times. I kept refactoring it and I kept, I, we had a, like a little over million dollar budget on tools and we still couldn't answer questions fast enough. It was really bad. So our CEO asked me to go like find examples of what company, other companies are doing. So I talked to Airbnb, I talked to Netflix, I spy to companies and everybody was doing the same shit, mm-hmm. which is what I was doing too. Spending a lot of money and putting people out the problem. And I, I had a hypothesis of what was causing the need for all these tools and people. Mm-hmm. And my hypothesis was that because joins don't exist, you have to hack around it. And the only way to hack around it is 1,000 line SQL queries. Nothing is good when you have thousands of thousand lines legal queries on top yeah. of each other. Yeah. So I left and with the idea that we, c- we can create a way where you can answer questions where sor- foreign keys don't exist. That is not a hack. It mm-hmm. is more standard or structured. Then you can get rid of all the dependencies and layers mm-hmm. and the activity schema came out of that approach. And essentially, time becomes your foreign
0: key, right? Which is basically joining all of yeah.
1: the tables. Pretty much. Yeah, time, like a more like nuanced time, but yeah, time and customer become your foreign key. But standardizing in a way where you can actually answer, you need enough ways to connect with time so that you can do like, because the problem with time joins is that you can cascade and blow up and get 20 rows. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you guarantee you can only pick one row using time joins. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard because you want to join data without ever duplicating or dropping rows. So you have to be very careful being able to join stuff where time doesn't exist or where time exists, but it is duplicated, but you still have to pick one. So yeah, that's the innovation that took us like I think it was three years. It's been three
0: years, isn't it? It's twenty twenty. No, no, no. It's been seven years. Seven years, okay. So it's yeah, been but 2016 three years to something. get.
1: Yeah, we started um, early twenty seventeen, and um, it took us the the biggest thing was um, getting that thing to actually work. So mm-hmm. we took spend three years. To try to even get a POC of this like way of connecting data, mm-hmm. um, and then it took us another two years, like to get a product that we were proud of. Like you know, it right. takes time to and, build, and and you've event. been
0: closing all of these deals in the past, you know, one or two years, right? primarily trying to sort of build a company. Yeah,
1: so most of our deals, yes, last last two years have been like the really the big uh, growth and, and how big is your team as of today? So we're a pretty small team. Uh, we just downsized, so we're like a little under ten. Um, so keeping really small. We used to have a larger sales team, but we recently, when we dropped our price, we got rid of our sales org, um, mainly because, like salespeople, you can't have a, you can't afford to yeah. have a salesperson if you're selling a deal that starts at five hundred bucks. Yeah. So when we were selling them at hundred thousand uh, price point, we're like great sales org and people and SDRs and AEs, but if we're dropping our price with this idea that we can get, actually let more people use our product, that having a huge price barrier. Uh, we decided to kind of away from sales
2: yeah.
0: have you raised any external funding so far to build the company I'm assuming you are oh yeah yeah many rounds <laughs> like uh, how much in total Just uh, two... I think around like 13 million 13 got it and, and then what, what's the vision here right so what, what are you planning to do with this company I mean where it's going to go in the next four to five years
1: yeah so four to five years um, the world I think my goal is to allow anyone to answer any question by an expert so right now you see you're able to answer questions with the narrator yourself And you can do everything you need with the narrator. Um, Soon, you're going to be able to do more and more with the narrator. um, And we're going to get to a virtual analyst. So we are training our data based on, because our data is standardized, it makes it really nice for LLMs. So we're going to allow you to actually train your data based on your answers and how to answer your questions, which because of the activity schema, there's a great blog post on it, makes it really game-changingly better than normal trying to do LLMs on top of tables. So then the next patch of that is why are we you know how we're building templates with the bucks and we're answering questions with it. Well, then if you're an analyst in a company and you built something, why don't you share it? Mm-hmm. So we want to be the first ever like dump for well-thought-out data analyses. So that's where we're going. So right now, instead of like you can sell it for free, you can open source it, you can do it. But instead of selling like products or selling uh, things or selling ideas, like or writing blogs on your analysis, you can actually give people a well thought out analysis. And I think that's going to be like, that has never been done in history of data, where you can actually run an analysis from someone who did it using, a, using on your company that was built on a different company, mm-hmm. like with one click. And I think that because the activity schema was standardized, we're able to share across companies really easily. We've been doing it for now two years and it's been working really well for us. And we want to expand that for everyone. So in my dream, like as part of dropping the price, is wanting more people to come into use Narrator, and then we would eventually just mostly be an app store. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. any question you have, you can find an expert who's done an analysis on it. The analysis has reviews. It will tell you what they did with it. It has thoughtfulness, and you can run it with one click. And now you're the whole world is sharing and making better decisions. Yeah, that
0: makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So all right, Emmett, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Hope you scale Narrator to much much greater heights. Thank you.
2: I'm looking forward to it.